The New York Giants 2023 regular season schedule is out. I have some takeaways, some thoughts about how the schedule is structured, and I'm going to give you my must circle games on the Giants schedule. That's coming your way next on the Locked on Giants podcast. You are Locked on Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of the Lachlan Giants podcast, part of the Lachlan podcast family, your team every day. I'm your host, Patricia Trena, and the NFL schedule is out, which means the New York Giants schedule is out. So we now know the dates, the times, the networks that the Giants will be playing, except for one game, the very last game at the end of the season against the Eagles. But We can talk about that another time. I want to get to some other points here. So on today's show, I'm going to talk to you about my initial takeaways on the schedule, um, some thoughts that I have, and then I'm going to give you my list of five games that I am circling in red on my calendar. So that's our agenda for today. Thank you so much for joining me. Special shout out to my new people who are checking us out for the first time, to my everydayers keep checking in. I love you guys. You guys are awesome. And just thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day or watching on YouTube, your first watch of the day. So let us get into it. What did I think when I saw the schedule? Well, ladies and gentlemen, when I first saw it, I thought, woo wee, tough one. The Giants have a tough start. And simply that's because seven of their first 10 games are on the road. And within there, they've got two uh, back-to-back road games stretches, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit. But, you know, in thinking about it, this tough start to the game, I think it's going to be a really, really good measuring stick for the Giants. And I'll tell you why. Because, you know, training camp, the team is going to obviously look to build on what they started last year. There might be some new wrinkles to accommodate some of the new guys but ideally, you want to come out of the gate, out of the shoot, you know, solidified as much as possible. Whereas last year, you know, the Giants, remember, they had new coaching staff, new systems. Even the coaches went so far as to say it might take them a few weeks to kind of gel. That should not be a problem this year. So you want to see where the Giants are at going into year two. They should be theoretically better than they were this time last year or or as of opening day last year, I should say, but that doesn't mean that it's going to be easy for them. So let's take a look at the schedule and the specifics. I mentioned that they are the first team to play seven of their first 10 games on the road. That according to Warren Sharp of Sharp football stats, the giants have back-to-back road games in weeks two and three, five and six and nine and 10. All right, so weeks two and three, they have um, Arizona and San Francisco. This Frisco game, by the way, being a Thursday night game. So the Giants will probably stay out on the West Coast for those two games. Then um, in weeks five and six, they are at Miami, and then they go up to Buffalo the following week. And then finally, weeks nine and 10, they're at the Raiders. 
And then they go to Dallas the following week. So that's a really tough stretch of games. But you know what? We're going to find out what these Giants are made of. We're going to find out based on how they do in this initial stretch. Was last year really a mirage? You know, when they were beating the teams and they they qualified for the playoffs with a 9-7-1 record? Had the Giants taken a step forward? This first half of the season is going to answer a lot of questions for us. Just how far the Giants have come and how far they still have to go. So let's talk a little bit more about the, the schedule as a whole. So the Giants have four out of their first five games in prime time. Yikes. And I'm not saying that because that means short work nights for me and a lot of headaches for me. I'm saying that because the Giants traditionally or historically don't do well in prime time. So Monday night football, for example, they have two Monday night football games on, uh, let's see, week four against the Seahawks at home. And then they have another home Monday night football game in week 14 against the Green Bay Packers, that coming off their bye week, which I'll talk about in a moment. The Giants are 25-46-1 in Monday night football, 9-14 at home, and they have lost their last seven Monday night football game appearances. All right. What happened in the past, I know I shouldn't sit here and, and, and say, okay, it's an indicator of what's going to happen, but folks, I got to see a change. and. You know, until I have such time when I see a change, a shift in the, the tide or the momentum, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed and hope for the best. All right. Um, Sunday night football, the Giants open at home against the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night football. They also have, let me see, I believe, do they have one other Sunday night game? Now, I think that's the only one that they have. But of course, remember, games can be flexed into Sunday night as well as flexed out of Sunday night. Although that first regular season opener is not going to get flexed, obviously. So the Giants on Sunday night football, 23-31 and 1. Again, I got to see it. I got to see it. I know what the history says. I know you, you throw it out of the, of the, you know, the equation. It's a new year, a new team but I got to see it. All right. Make a believer of me right now. I'm coming from the, from the state of Missouri, the show me state, make a believer out of me. But um, I'll talk more about that Dallas scheme in segment three. When I talk about um, my five must watch games, the ones you want to circle in red on your calendar, because I do think that's going to be an important one. And I'll explain why coming up in the the program later on. Um, I want to talk about the week 13, a bye which is the latest bye week the Giants have had, I think, since 2009. Now, initially when I saw that, I thought, oh, my gosh, poor Giants. Lucky me, for personal reasons, for those who don't know, that's the first week weekend, excuse me, of December, which happens to be the final KISS concerts, which I'll be going to. So I'm happy that I don't have to work that weekend because I can enjoy myself at those concerts. But... For the Giants, yikes, right? Or so we think. But I'm here to tell you folks that while it seems like it's a long stretch, it might not be so bad as it looks. And I'll tell you why. Once the Giants come out of that bye week, they will, by the way, 
get an extra day because they play the Packers the following week on Monday night football. Now that week 13 by, they then have one, two, three, four, five more games left. That's where the playoff rates starts to take shape. So that's where you really want to be playing your best ball. That's where you want to have all hands on deck. You know, having a, a midseason buy is great, but you want to keep guys as healthy as possible. And you want to get on a roll if you can for those last few games. So I don't hate the fact that that bye week is that late. Now, you know, will the Giants cash in on that? You know, sometimes when teams have a long break, they come back and they're rusty and they're out of sorts. So I'm going to be curious to see how Brian Dable handles that schedule because, um, you know, I believe last year what he did was he gave them off after Tuesday. I think they worked Monday and Tuesday of the bye week, and then they had Wednesday through Sunday off, and then they came back the following Monday to do light workouts, and then they were into the regular schedule uh, practices as of Wednesday. I'm curious to see how Dable structures it, though with the extra day now that they have for Monday night football. It could be a blessing and that, you know, gives them an extra day to ramp up or it could be a curse and that day will come out and they will look sloppy. So we'll just have to see how that works out. But on the whole, I don't hate the fact that that bye week is this late for the reasons I cited. And that is you want to be playing your best football in those last five or six weeks. You want to hit your stride. And if it means getting a rest to catch your breath, that's not necessarily a bad thing. All right. What else can I, did I have uh, regarding my initial takeaways? Um, I mentioned two of the last three games are against the Philadelphia Eagles, who are the defending division champions and the defending conference champions. Again, I talk about playing your best ball at the end of the season as the season winds down. If the Giants can get up there and stand toe-to-toe with the Eagles in at least one of those games, the first game, that's going to tell us a lot about just how far they have come. So overall, folks, I would summarize the schedule as not horrible. I know it looks bad to some people, and I know a lot of you who you know, saw my tweet about it, um, who saw it on my Instagram account, you said, this is a bad schedule. It's really not that bad. When you, when you kind of sit down and you analyze it and break it down. So anyway, coming up next, I'm going to give you some additional thoughts I have about the schedule and how things kind of fell into shape and whatnot. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey, giant fans, if you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste, then you got to try a Bilt Bar or Bilt Puff. These tasty treats are healthy and amazing with each bar puff covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like eating a candy bar, but without all the fat, the carbs, the sugar, and the guilt. And Bilt Bars and Bilt Puffs have a very generous amount of protein in each serving, roughly 17 grams on average. And with most bars and most of the puffs, you're figuring about 130 calories and four grams of sugar per serving. Not too bad, right? And did you know that you don't have to wait any longer for your box to ship from built.com? Simply pop into your local Sam's Club or Walmart and pick up your box of assorted flavors today 
Or if you want to take advantage of our special promo code to get 15% off your first order, go to built.com and use our promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your first order at built.com. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked On Giants podcast. I'm your host, Patricia Trena. Happy to have you with me. And folks, this is the last show for this week. But for those of you who've been tuning in to get the Locked On College hosts take on the Giants draft picks, we still have, I think, about three more draft picks to do. Eric Gray has to be done and the two seventh rounders. I, I covered um, Trey Hawkins with, um, with Damian Parson on Monday. So, because we don't have a, a locked on Old Dominion host. So, that being said, on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week, we will finish up our evaluations and our discussions with the locked on college hosts so that you can get the lowdown on those, those remaining players. So, that is coming uh, next week. And then, hopefully, also next week, I hope to get with Bad Dog and the Entertainer. I know a lot of you on YouTube have been asking me, Pat, when are you going to do a live show? I'm hoping for next week because, again, all the draft stuff will be out of the way. The schedule will be out of the way. We'll try and do one on Thursday. And then, you know, also at some point next week, let's just do a Twitter mailbag. Let's just devote a whole show to a Twitter mailbag. So get your questions in to me. You know what to do. Send them to me on Twitter. You can send them to at Patricia underscore Traina, T-R-A-I-N-A, with the hashtag AskPTrain. You can send them to me at my Instagram account at Patty Trina, P-A-T-T-I-T-R-A-I-N-A, or at Locked On Giants, just the Locked On Giants Instagram account. Um, or you can email them to me at Locked On Giants Podcast at gmail.com. So we'll just coll- take up a collection and um, I'll just do a show devoted to your questions because it's been a while. And I think at this point, with all the pieces kind of starting to fall into place, it's a good time to do a mailbag. So get those questions in. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get back to the schedule and some additional thoughts that I have. Now, for me, the big question overall for 2023 that I want to see the Giants answer is how much have they closed the talent gap with their closest competition? So you've got to start with the division. All right, you've got to start with the Cowboys and the Eagles, who were clearly um, the cream of the crop in the NFC East. The, the Eagles being the defending conference champions, obviously, and the Cowboys, who were like the runners up in terms of the division championship. So I mentioned how the first game of the year against the Cowboys will set the tone, so to speak. It'll give the Giants a chance just to, you know, Take control of the division because, look, if they're going to make the playoffs, they got to start winning these games against division opponents. They can't have sub-500 records against division opponents and expect to win. It's just not going to happen. So that being said, let's see how they do against the Cowboys. Now, I believe that the Giants have closed the gap against Dallas, and I'm going to actually do a show down the line just how far the Giants have come in closing the gaps between the Cowboys and and the Eagles. But that first game is going to be a good one to to give us a hint of just how far the Giants have come. Now, I look at the last five games, and this is kind of surprising. The last five games coming out of the bye week, 
just two division games, both against the Eagles. So it's not going to be like it was last year where the last, you know, games of the season were primarily against division opponents. We should have a pretty good idea, I would think, by the time we get to weeks 15, 16, where the Giants stand in the division. Because they have um, most of their games uh, in the middle part of the season. So weeks uh, seven, they host Washington. Then uh, week 10, they're at Dallas. Week 11, they are at Washington. And then they, you know, at that point, they will have had, I think, four of the six games against division opponents in the books. And we'll know at that point, we'll have a better idea of where things stand. So that's going to be important to where hopefully the only Eagle game that's going to matter is that Christmas Day game. And by the way, wouldn't it be awesome if the Giants just gave their, their fan base a Christmas present and beat the Eagles? Is that asking too much? You know, I, I feel kind of guilty in, in even asking for that because I kind of hope for the bye week to fall when it did and I got my wish. But oh, what the heck? I want the Giants to beat the Eagles, not just on Christmas Day, but I want them to beat them twice. Overall, no big surprises for me. With the schedule, I would say probably the only one that was a mild surprise for me was that it wasn't Giants-Jets to start the season. I was pretty sure it was going to be Giants-Jets. And uh, you know what? Schedule makers, the networks, they decided, you know, it's been a long time since we've had Giants-Dallas. And Giants-Dallas usually draws well on on a uh, primetime slot anyway. So they went with the... Giants-Dallas matchup, except they're going to let the Giants play hosts. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. But um, it would have been, I think it would have been nice if the Giants and Jets had played on September 11th, given the significance of that day, you know. But uh, the Jets, at least, will, um, I think the Jets are playing uh, on Monday night, September 11th. I think they're playing the Buffalo Bills, if I'm not mistaken. So you're still getting two New York teams playing uh, on 9-11. So just not the two that I was hoping it would be. So anyway, coming up next, I'm going to give you the games that I'm circling in red. It's not a red pencil, but I've circled them already on my calendar um, that I am most interested to see the Giants play. And I'm going to tell you why that's coming up right after this. Don't go anywhere. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked on Giants podcast. It's the schedule show. We're reviewing the Giants 2023 regular season schedule. And real quick, um, the preseason schedule wasn't set, but there was a change made to the opponents list this year. I'll just mention that real quick. So the Giants will play preseason week one at Detroit. Preseason week two was supposed to be against the Patriots. It will not be against the Patriots. It will actually be against Carolina. There was a switch made there um, for some reason. And then week three, the Giants will close out the preseason game or the preseason slate, excuse me, against the Jets, who, of course, they will face in the regular season in week eight. So uh, we don't have dates and times for preseason, but I know a lot of you guys don't really care about preseason. I have to care because obviously I have to work them. And also it's a good time to kind of see how the, the rosters are shaping up. So if you don't care and don't want to watch it, don't, don't worry. I got you covered. I'll keep, I'll keep an eye on things for you and I'll keep you up to date 
as we go through the preseason, which is still months away. So anyway, let us get back to my list of games that I have circled in red. Gosh, I got to find a red pencil. I think my red pencil's upstairs with my husband. But anyway, um, these are the games that I've circled and indicated are must-see TV. They all are, but these in particular, and I'm going to tell you why. We're going to start off with week one, the home game against Dallas in primetime, Sunday night football. Look, ladies and gentlemen, if the Giants want to take that next step, if they want to be in the upper echelon of the league, they got to start doing two things. Number one, they got to have a fast start to the season. Number two, they got to handle primetime games. Against the Cowboys, who, whether you agree or not, folks, they're still a very good team. The Cowboys will prove to be a good litmus test for the Giants to see how far they've come along. Now, again, unlike last year, where the Giants were still learning about each other. They were still learning the coaching staff. They were still learning, you know, the ins and outs of the offense and the defense. This is year two of all the same systems. Mike Kafka is back. Wink Martindale is back. Most of the coaches staff from last year is back, with the exception of two people. The assistant offensive line coach, Tony Sperano Jr., and the running backs coach, DeAndre Smith. The Giants' core is pretty much back intact. So on offense, you're going to have, obviously, Daniel Jones. You're going to have Saquon Barkley back. Darius Slayton is back. Isaiah Hodgins is back. Daniel Bellinger is back. Andrew Thomas is back, right? You've got some new faces that are getting mixed in. Paris Campbell, Jalen Hyatt, Eric Gray, the running back. John Michael Schmitz at center. Um, Evan Neal is back. Um, hopefully improved from last year. Uh, I think, did I mention Darren Waller? Darren Waller, if I didn't mention him. These are new pieces, ladies and gentlemen, who are going to hopefully make this offense a lot better. And what a good test it would be against that Cowboys defense, right? On the other side of the ball, again, you have a lot of guys coming back. You're going to have a Dory Jackson. You should have a, hopefully a healthy Aziz Ojulari and Kayvon Thibodeau. You'll have a newly signed Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams. Um, Xavier McKinney should be back healthy and ready to go with that hand injury. So really, you know, the newcomers will be um, cornerback Deontay Banks. You know, you'll see a new safety replacing Julian Love, whether that's Bobby McCain or Dane Belton or maybe even Jason Pinnock. Bobby Okereke is the new inside linebacker. He should be an upgrade over what we saw last year. Um, and you've got, you know, other guys who are going to rotate in and out. You know, Raheem Nunes Rochez and Ashawn Robinson, who are who were brought in to help with run defense. So really a lot of upgrades made by the Giants, but we won't know how good they really are until we see them mesh together and until we see them go up against live competition and the live competition is a pretty good Dallas Cowboys team. So that's why week one is one of the games that I'm circling on my calendar. The next game I have circled on my calendar is week four against the Seattle Seahawks. Now, no disrespect to Dallas because they have speed at their receivers too, but 
Seattle has Jackson Smith Najikba, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf. That's a pretty fast defensive secondary. And, you know, we talk about closing the gap, the talent gaps with the rest of the NFC East and the competition for that matter, the NFC. Let's see how well the Giants have done so with the back end of the defense and how well they can match up against those three speedsters. We'll get an initial look, obviously, again, against Dallas, who has speedsters, but that that trio by the Seahawks, really good test. And I'm curious to see how the Giants hold up against them. All right, next game that is circled. This one's kind of obvious. Week six at Buffalo. The return of Brian Dable to where he last coached before he was hired by the Giants. The return of Joe Shane, who put together the roster where he last worked. It's going to be a fun one, you know, and and, uh, the good news is it's in mid-October. So the weather shouldn't be that bad. You know, I know the weather up in upstate New York tends to get nasty early or at least earlier than it does here, you know, in, in the New York metro area. but. You know, I'd like to see how the Giants stack up against Buffalo. And, um, you know, that's going to be interesting to see because you would think the Giants would have a little bit of an edge there. Brian Dable knows a lot of those players that are still on the Bills, knows their weaknesses, as does Bobby Johnson, the offensive line coach. So I'd like to see how the Giants fare against the Bills because the Bills have been a playoff team, you know, a consistent playoff team. So, you want to, to see if you could stand toe-to-toe. And then, of course, you know, like I said, you've got the side story of Brian Dable and Bobby Johnson and um, Joe Shane returning from where they were prior to being hired by the Giants. So that's the third game on my list of circle them. Got it. Can't miss it. The next one, and this one is not for the reason you think. Week eight against the Jets. Now, everybody's thinking, oh, it's got to be because of Aaron Rodgers. No. The Giants beat Aaron Rodgers and the Packers last year in London. Aaron Rodgers, no disrespect to him. He's a great player. But that's not why I had the scheme down as a must-see game. The reason why I had the scheme down as a must-see game is because of that Jets defense. That defense, folks, is probably one of the top three in the league. And uh, I have, spoiler alert, my next team also has a top three defense, if not the top defense. But let's stay with the Jets here. The Giants, as I mentioned before, added speed. They added some upgrades to the offensive line. They added, um, they're adding some wrinkles in. You know, they've got the big play threat in Darren Waller, the tight end. I can't wait to see this Giants offense go against this Jets defense because that Jet defense last year, folks, was pretty sick. And I think if you had put the Giants offense against that Jet defense last year, would have been no contest. This year, it's going to be a contest and it's going to be a good one. All right. I kind of went out of order here, but the next game that's on my list is the San Francisco 49ers in week three. They have, as I said, a top three defense. Nick Bosa, 
Javon Hargrave. That's going to be a really, really good test early on for that revamped Giants offensive line, which last year gave up a little too much pressure up the gut. So we need for the Giants, who, if I remember correctly, I think overall they allowed 41% of the dropbacks, uh, 41% of the dropbacks total quarterbacks were under pressure. The Giants quarterbacks were under pressure. That offensive line hopefully is healthy and hopefully will keep that Frisco defense out of quarterback Daniel Jones's hair. So important. So another good test there. Okay, one more. Got to put this one on the list. Week 16 versus Philly. Now, as I mentioned, by the time you get to the last five or six weeks of the season, you want to be clicking on all cylinders. You ideally want to be healthy. You want to be, you know, running your offense and defense like a well-oiled machine. The health part remains to be seen. And yes, I know some of you are saying, well, Pat, this is the Giants we're talking about, and they don't always stay healthy. They've had trouble staying healthy. Yep, I get it, folks. But let's see. The bye week, I think, should help them, as I said before. So the Eagles, you know, when we talk about closing the talent gap, they are currently the cream of the crop in the NFC East. How much have the Giants actually closed the talent gap with the Eagles? We can do a comparison on paper, but until we see them on the field, we won't know. And the answer could very well tell us how successful the Giants could be if they qualify for the postseason this season. So those are my games to watch. Now, if I missed one or if you have another one that you're thinking of, let me know. I'd be curious to hear which games you would circle in red not in regular pencil like, like this, but let me know. Drop me a comment if you're watching on YouTube in the comments below or send me an email or, you know, like I said, you could, you could uh, tweet it to me or uh, put it on Instagram. So whichever way you prefer, all that information's in the show notes if you want to contact me, by the way. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that'll do it for this edition of the Locked on Giants podcast. It'll also wrap up the week so again, I want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day or if watching on YouTube, your first watch of the day. Don't forget next week, we will resume our coverage of each individual Giants draft pick. We've got about three more to do. Eric Gray will be up first. And I believe uh, the host is Lock on Sooners co-host, Josh Helmer. He will be on with me telling us everything we need to know about Eric Gray. And that was a pretty good interview, I thought. So Josh is really good. I think you'll you'll enjoy what he has to say. So make sure you check us out next week. Don't forget, we'll also do a mailbag and uh, you know, towards the end of the week. And I will see what I could do about getting Tana and Bad Dog scheduled for a live show. So all that's coming up. Hope you will be with us next week. In the meantime, have a great weekend. And thank you again for tuning in to the Locked on Giants podcast.